powerful things happening in our church community, is it not? There are so many things happening, life is happening, and we want you to be a part of that. As you just saw, and we love you, Pastor Lori, and I have so many words I could share with you too about what she's done, and I'm so grateful that we can honor our people well. And so for those of you online, welcome. I'm excited. We have been going through a powerful series on prayer, which we've titled Pray. And last week, if you had missed out, go check it online on our YouTube channel. But Pastor Derek started this series on pause. Because how many of us, we've been through this challenge of like, how do I pray? I don't even know what to do with this thing called prayer. And not only that, some of us might feel like, I don't feel like I can pray. I have all these things that I have to deal with first. I can't go to God. Has anybody been like that? I got shame in my life. I don't know if I can approach God. I've got all this. There's so many different reasons. Maybe I'm too busy. Man, I haven't had time to even pray. There's a lot of reasons why we have a hard time engaging with prayer, but we want to invite you and those of you online to understand that every one of us can engage in prayer. And we are going through this acronym PRAY because we want to give you a rhythm. We want to help you understand that you can pray. God is inviting every one of us to pray, and it's good. So Pastor Derek talked on pause, listen first, because it's an opportunity for you to hear from God. And he's got a lot to say to you. And now we're going on rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Do, we, do you find yourself using that word every day on a, in your vocabulary? Oh, I just rejoice today, huh? It's an interesting word, but rejoice, the definition of rejoice is, is feel or show great delight or joy in something. Can I get some audience participation in here? And maybe if you're online, you can put it on the chat. But what gives you great joy or delight? Come on, give me some things. Great joy or delight. What was that? Art? Kids? Yeah, your girls? Music. What else? There's so many things. Food. Hallelujah. Yes. Sports, yes, come on, go Golden State Warriors. Sorry, I'm just throwing my blood. Hmm? Nature, travel, so many of these things that give us great joy and delight. Yes, thank you. Even a friend, recent friend of ours uh, went over to the States and went three-hour drive to get some Chick-fil-A. I was like, amen, I just did that too. Because that Chick-fil-A gave them great joy and delight too. But I mean, there's so many things. But you know what all these things have in common? Access. So look, I have access. I can go out into that place, that nature, enjoy that view. I have access to watch that sports. I have access to go drive and go get that yummy, delicious burger. I have access to these different things. And it reminds me of a time when I was um, coming to BC for the first time in 2003. I remember this was so exciting because my mom just got married. A prayer was answered. We have a father now. And I was excited because we were going into this new home, and I'm so used to living in a really rough neighborhood and poor, and, and I'm like, man, we have a new father, and we got a new home, and it was a good, big home. So I remember going through the doors for the first time, and I remember walking through the house, and I'm like, wow, living room, family room, laundry room. I didn't know there were so many rooms in the house. I was excited. You know why I was excited? Because I was rejoicing in my identity that now there's a shelter. I have a shelter like I'd never had before. I was rejoicing in my identity because now there's a protector over our home. Yes, my mom did an amazing job to protect us growing up as children, but there's something about when a father comes into the picture, right? When a father who is protecting over the family, we felt more secure. I was rejoicing in my identity because there was more love in that home. See, my mom find this partner in life and this father giving us love as children. 
I was rejoicing because we had access to more than we ever had before. I felt so much great things. But church, in prayer, we're talking about prayer, right? In prayer, there's something even greater. You have access not to an earthly father, but to a heavenly father. You know what that's saying? Church, you have a shelter like no other. You, he promises you an eternal paradise for eternity. Not a home that can come and go. Winds can come, we've seen devastations, but this is a permanent residence for you as a child of God. You have a protector like no other. Not only does he give you understanding about your challenges and your battles, he says, I'm going to fight your battles for you. That's the God we serve. When you have access to him, you can rejoice about that. And you have a love like no other. God is love. His love never fails. So you have that. So this is what I want us to leave with this morning, church. We rejoice in prayer because we understand our true identity. Because more than just the last name that you carry, whether you have a good family or not, because many of us can agree, it doesn't always end up good in the family we're in. But you can rejoice in prayer because your identity is not tied to the last name you have here on earth. Your identity is a son and daughter of the most high God. And so you have access to eternal, amazing things. And that's what I want to offer you this morning as we talk about prayer. So why don't we grab our Bibles? I've got a few minutes to get through some good things here. So let's grab our Bibles. Let's raise them nice and high. And let's declare together, this is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who he says I am. I do what he says I can do. I have what he says I can have. I choose to open my heart to receive a word from God that changes my life forever. Amen. So be it. If you would turn with me now, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Pastor Derek was setting this up last week, and he said, look, at the end of the day, the Bible has a lot to say about how we should pray. And guess who has a lot to say about prayer more than anybody else is the Son of God himself, Jesus. And this is what it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. He says, pray like this, okay? Not the exact words. It's giving you a formula, just like we're giving you. It's giving you an, a way of a pattern of prayer. He says, our Father in heaven, everybody say Father. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. So when I pray, I rejoice because I am reminding myself who I belong to. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, the first part there says, Our Father. Everybody say Father. I know I feel like I'm preaching a Father's Day message before Father's Day, but this is good because this is setting this up, okay? Have anybody watched the movie Annie from 1982, the classic Annie film? Um, Annie was an orphan, and she was left with no parents, and she was struggling, and she was in an orphanage that was terrible, okay? It was like Agatha Hannigan. She was an alcoholic leading this orphanage, and she was struggling. She wanted to one day to be a part of a family and know her parents, and there was this lady who came by the name of Grace Farrow, I believe, and so Grace comes in one day, and she's like, we want to take one of your orphans to our boss, um, Oliver Warbucks, and he's, he wants to take one of your orphans for a week and show them this life and be a part of that family, and, and Annie gets the blessing 
rejoicing and she gets to go be a part of that. And there was a scene when Annie comes into the house for the first time. Annie's looking at this big house like just like I was, looking around at all the different rooms. And she's like, wow. And Annie's being shown and there's all these servants and maids. And they ask Annie this question, Annie, what would you like to do first? And she's like, oh. And she's looking at the windows. And she's looking at the floor. She's like, she's like well, well, I should probably start with the windows. Or, and then I should go down to the floor. She grabs the bucket and start. And they're like, no, 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 no. Because she wanted to start cleaning. She thought that whatever, I, I got to clean, I got to do something here. And they're like, hold on. Do you understand who you are? You're not a servant here. We got people who will do that for you. You, you. You're not here to clean. You're a, a special honored guest, Annie. We got people who clean that for you. We got people who do all this for you. You are an honored guest. You're a part of this family here for this weekend. You got all these things for you, Annie. And she's lighting up and she starts, they're starting to sing. And she's like, I think I'm going to like it here, right? Well, no kidding. And it's amazing because later on, not only does she become an honored guest, she becomes a daughter of that billionaire. And she gets an identity family. Now she has access to more than she ever thought. But let, let me tell you something here, church. In the Bible, we are invited to call God our heavenly father, Abba. Anybody heard the word Abba? Everybody say Abba. It's an intimate word that it's the most personal form for God. It's the most personal way to approach God. It's an intimate form to say father. So when Jesus says to his disciples, how do we pray? His first statement, he says, approach God on an intimate relational level. I need you to come open and real. I need you to see him as your daddy. You know, anybody here who has a close relationship with their father, you know, he's not, I want you to picture it as you approach God in a personal like Abba. I want you to even, just as you would call your father, dad, pops, it's the same way. I go to God in prayer and I'm sometimes, I just feel the most personal form. I got to call him Papa. Because when I go, I say, Papa, here I am. And I feel so close and I could be myself and I can open up his first invitation. The reason, church, why you can rejoice when you pray is because he's not looking at the long list of what you have done yesterday. He's not looking at your past mistakes. He's not looking at how many good things you've done, how much you've been serving. He wants you to know you're my daughter, you're my son. He wants you to understand the relationship first. How often, though, have you been there? And I've been there when I come and I'm like, man, I got all this shame. I've done this mistakes. Or, or, or I want to show God my checklist. Look what I've been doing. I've been good. I've been doing this. And he's like, okay, that's all great. We'll deal with that. But I want you to know, what's up, son? How you doing, daughter? You know I love you? God is more concerned about who you are than what you do. I want you to take that down. Because the enemy will always try to show you what could you've done. What are you doing? Are you doing enough? God says, you're my daughter. You're my son. I died for you. Not because of any good list of all the things you've done, but because of my son, Jesus, because of my grace that's been poured onto you. You're my daughter. You're my son. Come to me. Come to me, Abba, Father. And finally, I want us to see that we can rejoice in prayer. We can understand our true identity, not because just we can remind ourselves who we belong to, but I'm also reminding myself who he is. Do you see this? Matthew chapter six, verse nine, let's go back there. He says, may your name be kept holy. So what, what's going on here? Holy, the word holy means to be set apart, unique, unique. 
In other words, God is in a league of his own, is he not? And here's the thing. Pastor Terry has mentioned it many times before. As human beings, we'll see in the Bible, we have a, we have a easy, we, we, we really forget a lot. <laughs> we have a hard time remembering. And that happens because of life and circumstances. And I'm speaking to myself. And so I got to remind myself who he is. He is not like anybody else. And I, I told you this last time I preached about how my car broke down when I was going to get Chick-fil-A a few weeks ago, okay? Thankfully, my friends are a lot smarter and they, they were managed to get back on the other side. But a couple days later, I'm hanging out with my friend. We're having a good time. A friend, and this member of this church too. And, and we're talking life and we're opening up. We're having relational conversation, prayer. Okay? We're sharing, I'm listening, I'm going back and forth. We had a great night, and I'm leaving in my car, and it's in pit metals later in the night, and all of a sudden, car, car stops. And I'm laughing. I said, are you kidding me? I just put a new battery. We just put a new alternator. God, what is going on? And in that moment, I'm panicking, I'm frustrated, and then I had to stop. I said, wait a minute. I just had this beautiful conversation with my friend, and I discovered who he is. He's a mechanic. And so I realized I had access to my friend. I made a phone call and he came and he looked and he saw it was a quick fix. And good thing, because I would not know. I'd be like, oh, to plug in this, this, and here. But because I had access to him, I was reminding myself who I had in my life, who he is. He was able to step into some situation that I felt was devastation. How about you? Can I remind you about who you have access to, who he is? In fact, this is how I want us to close. I know it's different. Here was how I want us to close. I would like to invite all of us to stand up, please. This is how we're going to close. I'm going to speak this into your life as we get ready to close. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9b, once again, may your name, God, holy. And Here's how I want, to, I want to speak to you about your father. Because we're going to rejoice. We paused. We listen. We come to God. He, he wants to speak over us. And now we get to approach him as an intimate father. I'm not dealing with all the lists of sins I got to deal with yet. I'm not dealing with all the good things I'm doing for him. I'm coming to him as a son and a daughter of the most high God. And I'm going now to also remind myself who he is. So let me help you. When I feel lonely and forgotten, I rejoice in my identity that my father is El Roy. He's the God who sees. Do you feel forgotten? Do you feel like that no one sees what you're going through? That it, nobody understands? I want to tell you something, whether you're online or in person. God sees, and he sees it every day, and he knows what you need. I want to speak to you. When I feel, if I feel weak and defeated, I rejoice in my Father. El Shaddai, God Almighty. He is all-powerful. There is nothing too difficult for God. If you're feeling defeated, if the battle seems too hard, remind yourself of El Shaddai, the God who's powerful and can break whatever's going on in your life. When I feel like my faith is being trampled on and the forces of darkness seem so big, I rejoice in my Father, El Elyon, God Most High. He's the God above all gods. There is no one else like him. When I feel like the situation is beyond comprehension, Father Yahweh, the Lord, the great I am, who is outside of time, who is from the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega, he knows exactly what your situation needs. When I feel depleted and empty and in great need, I rejoice in my Father, Yahweh. Yara, you are my provider. 
Do you feel like you're lacking something? Do you feel like you're lacking some resources? Do you feel financially struggling? Emotional lack? Immental lack? Whatever you feel like you're lacking, his name is Jesus. He will provide for your needs. When I feel hopeless in my sickness, I can rejoice in my father, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. I need some of us need healing in this place tonight. This morning, this day, every week, every hour, I need you. You're my healer. And finally, when I feel overwhelmed and anxious in a generation when anxiety is on, is on the rise and going up the roof, huh, I rejoice in Yahweh Shalom. The Lord is peace. You won't find peace in a magazine. You won't find peace in your friend. You won't find peace in anybody else. You won't find it in earth. You will find it in Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. So let me just pray for you as we close. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? And some of you need that right now. You, the first prayer to begin is the prayer of salvation. You must be united to God as a son or daughter of God, and his name is Jesus. He's the only way. There's no other way to be known by God or know God is through his son. So if you want to be identified as a child of God and have never made that decision before, I want to pray for you. Would you lift up your hands? And lift them up high, and I want you to pray this with me. I want you to say, dear Father in heaven, Father, call him Abba, call him Papa, call him Daddy, call him the most intimate form, and say, I need you. Say, I have made mistakes. I have sinned. I have done things that are wrong, but I receive your son Jesus Christ right now. I receive Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. I am yours. You are my Lord. And I give myself to you now and forever. Amen. Let's rejoice now in the children of God. Let's rejoice.